0: Watch ends. In between the Bible studies, my wife and I would have our own in-depth look at what the Bible says about the faith and how the Indian religion got its spiritual powers. Every time my wife and I sat down around the table and spread our Bibles, it seemed like there was a spiritual attack on us. At one point, a hindrance came against us that caused a conflict between my wife and me. We would have heated verbal confrontations for no reasons, often over nothing, even over our prayers. I would argue that a prayer wasn't right. It should have been this way and that way, and so on. These fights went on for almost a whole year. One day, my wife and I were shopping in the city of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, at a fairly large mall called Centennial Mall. This was a few years before West Edmonton Mall was built, the biggest mall in the entire world, My wife likes shopping and she really takes her time, so I never followed her. I spent my time waiting, hanging around in restaurants, on the benches or in the hallways of the mall. It was during a time like this that I was approached by a man that I knew quite well from another reservation just a few miles south of us. I met him many times at workshops and training sets for substance abuse counsellors. He never knew I'd been sick and that I'd just got healed. But he knew I was a sober person that used to work in alcoholism programs as a substance abuse counsellor. Apparently, they were in need of a senior substance abuse counsellor on their reservation. The first thing he asked me after we greeted each other was, Are you still sober? I answered, Yes, of course, I am still sober. The next thing he asked me was, Are you employed? Do you have a job? I explained that I never had any sort of income since I took sick in 1979. All this time, my wife had been supporting me. He said, There is a job opening for an alcoholism counsellor on our reserve. If it is still there, would you be interested? I said, Yes, of course. I thought, if I do get this job, it will be my wife's turn to have a well-deserved rest. It's high time that I did the providing. The Lord is gracious and full of love because of this job offer came to me on a weekend. On Monday afternoon, the director of the Alcoholism Program visited me and told me that I had the job starting the very next day. I thanked the Lord and gave him all the glory and honor for what he had done in getting this job without any application or resume. The next day, I went to my first job in a long time. When I got there, I was introduced to the staff and I was given an orientation. It was almost a year earlier to the day that I had met the Lord Jesus Christ, God's only Son. On my very first day at work, I found out that I had to run a film and do a lecture at 7pm that evening. I remained there until noon and then left for home, planning to return for the lecture and film. When I got home, I found two of our white Christian sisters visiting my wife. I was happy to see them again and we had a fellowship that afternoon. Yes, of course, we were talking about Jesus. We used to have two big couches in the living room facing each other. I vividly remember the scene. I was sitting on one couch and playing guitar that my wife bought me. It was the first guitar I ever owned in my entire life, and I was in the first stage of learning how to chord a guitar. Learning how to play the guitar is another story of what Jesus did for me. In my younger years, I was very foolish and crazy. I got into crime and used to spend a lot of time in prisons across the province. During these times, I worked hard to learn how to chord a guitar. Many of my prison buddies tried to help me learn, but it was to no avail. It wasn't until I came to the Lord that I started learning a little bit. I never knew what key, and even if I knew them, I didn't know when to change keys or where to change it, but a brother taught me three chords in the key according to my voice, I was practising these chords while I was singing, how beautiful heaven must be. One of the sisters told me, brother, I keep seeing this animal that looks like a wolf walking around your head by your shoulders, chest and back, and it is black. Have you got any ancestral ties to the wolf spirit, or have you honoured the wolf in your ceremonies, rituals or clans? I said, not that I know of. Because, in all the years my mum taught me, she never ever mentioned anything of a wolf guide in our bloodline or clan. The sister let the matter drop and said no more. They stayed all afternoon, and when it was time for me to leave for the office to do my lecture and film, they decided to follow along to my workplace, which was 23 miles from where I parked my vehicle at home. I knew this because I checked the mileage when I found out I was getting mileage one way when I was working. When we got there, I started setting up the projector, flip charts and chairs that were all downstairs in the basement. While I was doing that, I heard the sisters upstairs bringing heaven down. They were praying out loud in unknown tongues and shouting praises to the Lord. It was a good thing that there was no one else around. Otherwise, I would have been fired on my first night at work. Anyway, the spirit that kept interfering with my wife and I was right there with me. And it was furious and angry with the sisters. It was telling me to tell the sisters to shut up and get out before they get me fired. It kept saying, "'Throw them out! Throw them out!' It even got me to saying, "'Shut up! Keep quiet before I throw you out!' I didn't say it to their faces. I was saying it while I was downstairs where they couldn't hear. Finally, I made my way up to see what the commotion was all about. I went into the office where they were raising Cain and asked, "'Well, did you find out anything?' The sisters just looked at one another as if to say, you tell him. Finally, after a long pause, one of the sisters said, Brother, the Lord told us that it's that watch band you were wearing. Oh boy, a spirit jumped up inside of me and said, You trying to tell me that this little watch band has more power than God? Oh, come on. Just as the spirit said that, God counted with these words, Stop. Hold it right there and think back to where you picked up the watch band. The Spirit of God quickened me and brought me to the very moment when I first laid eyes on the watch band. It was at a powwow on the Alexis First Nations Reserve where my wife told me to choose one of the watch bands on display in a huge glass case and she would buy it for me for a birthday present. I remember coming across this particular one with a bear's paw emblem made out of a turquoise embedded in silver. I honoured the bear spirit, sacrificed to it and gave it offerings, ceremonies, feasts and rituals. I specifically chose this watch band for myself, and then I spoke to the bear and told him that this watch band was dedicated for the bear. I also prayed a prayer to the spirit. I told it to take care of me, and not to ever let me see pain of any kind, and to always guide me through safe places. I asked him to always look after my family and me, for I will always have you to honour. That is what came back to me in retrospect when the Spirit of God Almighty quickened my spirit. Still, this spirit was very stubborn, aggressive and pushy. It really had me thinking. My mind was sort of wandering. It was because I was just too young and weak in the Lord to know any better. This spirit just toyed with me. He had me at a point where I was starting to get sceptical about the watchband's power. And to tell you the truth, I didn't feel like getting rid of that watchband. I mean, the watch band was beautiful to look at. It looked so nice around my wrist and all. Anyway, I thought in my mind that my wife would never let it go. After all, she put a lot of money towards it. Something like $200. That is what the spirit wanted exactly. He wanted me to keep it. That was their only hope left for them to stay. Later that night, when I got home, I told my wife about the incident that took place at the office with the sisters. I told her about what they said about the watch band she bought me but the answer i got from her wasn't what i expected from her at all she said get that watch band out of my room and out of this house i don't want it inside or anywhere near our home you hear i thought for sure she was going to say what are they insane i paid a fortune for that watch band plus it was for your birthday i had opened the bedroom door and i still had my hand on the doorknob while i was telling her this because i wasn't sure what to expect Marie was lying down on the bed when she spoke. On hearing her, I turned, walked right out to the front door, and though it was night time, I just opened the door, took my watch off and threw it out somewhere out in the front yard. I had to search for it the next day. It's a good thing the grass was short. I found it with no problem. I decided it was time to start another bonfire, and I did, just for the watch band. When it was ready, I threw the watch band and the watch into the fire, The watch I had on was also very expensive. I'm sure I paid something like five or six hundred dollars for it, triple the value of the watch band. But I chose that watch band just to make my watch look more expensive. I placed a high value on that watch. You would think that I at least would take the watch off from the band and keep it. Five or six hundred dollars might be pocket change to some people in this world, but in Indian country it was like five or six thousand dollars. At the time I bought the watch, money was no problem for me. It was in 1975 at that time. I had everything. I had it made. I didn't know what to do with the money. I never was taught to budget in my life, so we bought anything we wanted. Plus, in Indian country, we don't care what we have on, just so long as it keeps time. When I am giving my testimony and tell people, I threw my watch along with the watch band into the fire. They look at me like they were saying... Big deal, it was only a rubby watch anyway. At that instant, the watch hit the fire, there was a small explosion. It was something like throwing a teaspoonful of gas into the fire. A flame shot up, and at that very moment, a sharp, searing pain came onto me. A pain like a knife was being stuck into my stomach. I was doubled over with the pain. It hurt me so bad, I couldn't help it that I was doubled up. I could feel something inside my stomach moving from one side to the other. I was doubled over with both hands on my stomach, and I started to bring forth really big, loud burps. The stench that came out of these burps caused me to start vomiting. The stuff that came out of me wasn't like any kind of vomit I'd ever seen in my life. This vomit was straight saliva. It wasn't food or fluids, it was very strange, like saliva coming out from another compartment in my stomach somewhere. It was very sticky even though I was heaving with all my might. This stuff clogged up in my mouth and slowly came out stretching to great lengths before breaking off. Many times I almost passed out because this sticky saliva would completely close off my breathing. The only one there besides God's spirit and angels was my youngest son. He was approximately 9 years old at the time and he was just trying his best to help dad. He had his hand on my back and he was crying out to the Lord. I heaved, coughed and gagged. Sweat was flowing from my face and tears were flowing freely and snot was coming out of my nose. In this case, the bear spirit held the key because this watchband was devoted to the bear spirit. The rest of the unclean spirits also had a right to my body. The watchband was where the opening was so the rest of the spirits had a channel to come and go as they pleased. When the watch band went into the fire, their access was closed off, and they had to leave my body. Later on, I found out these unclean spirits came out through all kinds of different ways, through burps, sweat, tears, coughs, yawning, and sometimes screams. Some evil spirits even talk back to you. Towards the end of half an hour, which felt like an eternity, blood started coming out of my mouth. My throat was raw, so were my tonsils. All of a sudden it was over. Oh, praise God, that watchband was the last of their strongholds. When I got rid of it, they had no more right to hang on to me and it was attached to my body that also gave them the right to stay as long as they could. They hung on right until they lost footing and they left my body like I've been saying. These spirits that left me were ancestral spirits. They were in our family tree for generations. Coming out of both of my parents, from both my father and my mother's sides of the family. This is where Matthew's teaching comes into play. When those spirits left my body, they went searching and seeking rest elsewhere, looking for someone else to enter. Preferably, they liked to find a family member, because through covenants made by my forefathers, the right to family members was given to them. My father and mother have a lot of brothers and sisters, and they have many children, so these spirits had to have the pick of the crop when they left my body. Another scripture also came into play here, quote, Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, end quote. Praise God. My children are set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. My wife and I broke that bondage and stronghold that Satan had on our family tree, starting from my wife and me. I felt like I lost a thousand pounds. I felt so light. It was as if I was walking on air. As I was making my way to the house, I was jubilant and full of life and joy. I was shouting praises unto God and waving my arms towards the heavens. What the sisters saw that day was not a black wolf. It was actually a black bear.